Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. Hello, everyone, and happy Thursday. I know today's a little bit later than usual, but it's been a busy day. And so this is part two of the struggles of anxiety, living with anxiety. And I just want to say I'm feeling so much better. Um, I've been, I'm back on anxiety meds, which is always helpful, um, but that can take some time to really, really kick in, you know, but I think it was also just the perfect storm, which will happen, right? Life happens and it seems like when it rains, it pours. So sometimes it's that time of the month and a big change at work and you get sick and, 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 right? Like lots of things happen and they pile on each other and it just feels like the heaviest load you could ever carry. And so I think that's kind of what happened um, where Jamie was gone and I was stressing out about things, and I'm I'm always going to blame hormones because hormones, right? And so it was just, it was a really bad storm, and I want to kind of share, like, what helped me get through that storm, right? Because that's always the hardest thing. It's not going into the storm. It's not the other side of the storm. It's when you're in it, and so I shared a little bit in this last episode about kind of knowing where things are going. So for me, it starts with, you know, slurring my speech. So I know my anxiety is really heightened. It's really high. And then that turns into having nightmares. And then that turns into having panic attacks. And then that turns into more frequent um, intrusive thoughts. And the kind of last step from there, like, the worst step for me is those intrusive thoughts turned into suicidal thoughts, right? My brain starts telling me life is miserable. This is unbearable. You should just kind of put yourself out of your own misery, right? And I know that's really hard to talk about. And for me, that's really hard to say, but I know that I would never do that. Um, but it's really important to know kind of what your steps are because that is super important to know when you need to ask for help. So if you're like me, which you're listening to this podcast, so yes, you probably are, it can be really hard to ask for help, right? You don't want to feel like a burden. You don't want people to think you're weak. You don't want people to think you can't handle things on your own, which let's be real, nobody thinks that right? Nobody thinks that we can't do this. Nobody thinks that we should have to handle this on our own, right? This is a very heavy load and we don't have to. And so for me, when I get to the point of I'm starting to have panic attacks, I know that, well, first of all, that sucks, right? Nobody wants to have those all the time. Nobody wants to have them once. And so I know that, okay, my brain is really, really cramping up here. It's having, I call them brain Charlie horses. Like if you've ever had a Charlie horse, that's when your leg cramps up. It is painful. It is not fun. Nobody wants that. And so when I know that my brain is having that, 
then okay, shit's really going to hit the fan soon. And so that's when I reach out to my doctor. And I, at first, I used to always think like, oh, I have to go make an appointment with my doctor. And then I would be super disappointed that like the earliest appointment is like six months from now, right? I hate that. But if you have like an online portal where like a patient portal where you can log in, you can message your provider there. And that's what I did. I messaged my doctor and I said, hey, my anxiety's been really, really bad. I don't have any refills on this medication. Can you please send it to this pharmacy? And sometimes they might say, um, let's bring you in to try to, let's to assess everything before I just prescribe you something, which is fair. I think that's good practice. But also, I think providers should understand that, okay, well, let's get you back on your medication first and also schedule an appointment. So we don't want you to continue suffering until you can see me because that can be a while from now. And so if you have that option, definitely message your doctor, ask for help. There's no shame in being on medication. And I know that I shared that I felt really like embarrassed and shameful. And it wasn't that I was on, it's not, it wasn't about the fact that I was off of my medication, like being on meds. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. And I will always preach that, that being on medication is not a sign of weakness. It doesn't make you less than I was more embarrassed and ashamed of feeling so weak. And what I mean by that is knowing that my brain was breaking down. And I know that my brain has been through a lot. And when usually people who have anxiety, who have, you know, live with depression, it's because our brain has been through a lot, right? Whether it's childhood trauma or adulthood trauma or neglect of any form, there's always things that our brain has been through that makes it break down. Or sometimes we're pushing it too hard, right? If we have really stressful jobs, that can lead to anxiety and depression. And and so I was feeling really kind of ashamed and embarrassed by the fact that I knew my brain was breaking down and I was embarrassed that um, that, that was happening. I... I always pride myself in being very independent and being able to figure things out on my own, to do hard things. And that is great. That is great quality to have when it comes to like projects and house projects, you know, other things. But when it comes to your brain that controls everything you do, your thoughts, your movements, your actions, it's kind of hard to be in control of that, right? The thing that controls you. And so I'm I know I need to be kinder to myself and I know that we all can be a little bit kinder to ourselves. And so asking for help is just another way to do that. Being kind to ourselves is asking for help when we know we need it. So I messaged my doctor and asked for medication. And I'm so thankful I did because within two days, the pharmacy had it ready and I went and picked it up and started taking it again. The other thing that is really, really helpful is having your anxiety squad. And so what I mean by that is having the group of people that might not necessarily understand exactly what you're going through, but know that when you need, when you're asking them for help, it is serious. 
because you're not one to ask for help lightly. You're not, you're the one that's always, you know, there to help them. And so when we ask for help, people know that, oh, she really needs help and I have to really be there for her or for him or for them. And so I have my group of people that I know if I hadn't gotten my medications and if my intrusive thoughts started getting worse, these are the people that I know I can reach out to that won't judge me, that I feel safe communicating with, that will support me. I have those people that I know I can reach out to. So I have my husband, Jamie. I have my friends from grad school. I have you know, friends from childhood. I have sorority sisters. I have you, right? You listening. I have my friends online that I've made. And so you're never alone. We're never alone in this. And so I make sure that if I get to that point where I'm starting to um, feel like I need more help, that I need reinforcements on this, that's when I call my anxiety squad in. And so I I reached out to a few people and I let them know, hey, I'm having a really hard week, so expect more memes from me or please send me more. Um, I asked them, hey, can you check in on me every day just to make sure I'm okay? And that is not being a burden. Most of the times it's just a quick check-in. It doesn't take a lot of people's time and they're more than happy to do it. And so I asked for that and I had people checking in on me. And if you were one of those people, thank you. Because it really does make a big difference to know that there's someone out there that cares for you, even though we know it. But when we're in those, um, in those moments, when we're really anxious, when we're really in our heads and our head is just not in the best place, it can be very easy to forget that, to forget that people care about you, to forget that we deserve to be happy, to forget that this too shall pass. Everything feels very doom and gloom because our brain is telling us that it is. And so having someone check in on you can really be a big difference. And so thank you to those who did. The other thing is I took a mental health day, you guys. I took a sick day off of work. And I know that that's not necessarily possible for everyone. If you have kids, you can't really take any days off, right? Um, And so if you have the possibility to take a sick day and you don't even have to tell your coworkers like what exactly is going on you can just say it's a sick day because it is right just because you're not you may not be have like visible symptoms like you're not coughing you don't look puffy you know it doesn't mean that you're not sick because it is just as impactful it impacts our lives just as much as any other sickness and so i took a sick day and i did everything that normally would bring me joy as much as I could. So I watched my favorite movies. I took Burberry for a walk. I took a nap. (laughs) Like I ate whatever food I wanted because it didn't care. My priority wasn't eating healthy to, you know, manage my diabetes because my diabetes was fine. It wasn't to lose weight because my weight is fine. It was to eat just so that I eat, just so that there's food in my body. Because right now, I don't, my main priority is my mental health, right? And so when we're in these modes and these like down moments, it's really important to know that your priorities need to shift. And so work should not be a priority 
when your mental health is struggling. You need to take care of yourself. What you eat is not a priority. Whether or not you exercise is not a priority unless it helps your mental health, right? So I did whatever I wanted to do. I gave myself permission to focus on my mental health, to not worry about the fact that I wasn't being productive, the fact that I wasn't, you know, busy making things, the fact that I didn't even think about what projects I should have been working on, right? So give yourself permission to take that mental health day and to like mentally check out, focus only on yourself. And if you can't do that, um, that's where asking for help really comes in. Like ask for an extension on a project if you're working on one. one. Ask for someone else to help you with a project at work. Ask for someone to come help you with the kids, to come help you do laundry. I know that's weird, like to ask someone to help you clean your house or do laundry because that feels very intimate, very personal. But this is a big but and I I love them and I cannot lie. Most of the time, people are happy to do that for you. And you know why? Because if you think of if the tables were turned, if it was your friend who was struggling and was asking for help, would you judge them? No. You would be like, yes, I will come over. I will spray Clorox everywhere. I will vacuum your carpet. I will walk your dog. I will do whatever you want me to do that would help because I want to help you, right? Because that's the kind of people we are. We love helping people because we know what it feels like to need help. We're helpers. So we also have to let people help us. Because I've come to realize that that feeling of helping people, right? That it brings us joy, right? We love helping people. It makes us feel good. That's not why we do it. We do it to help people. But it does make us feel good. We have to let other people have that feeling too, right? We can't hoard it. We can't be the only ones that help people and feel joy from it. We have to let other people do that too. And sometimes that means letting them do it for us. So if you really needed help with doing laundry, because for me, if I see a clutter that, and usually when my my brain is like blah and it's a mess, like it was last week, that's I can physically see it in my house because I stopped doing the things that I normally do, right? So I stopped doing dishes, I stopped cooking, I stopped cleaning, I stopped doing laundry, right? And so I can see the stuff piling up. And so when my house looks cluttered and looks like a mess, that's a very clear sign that there's something wrong with like me inside. And so dishes weren't done, you know, laundry's piled up, it's still, it's still upstairs, uh, but it's not hurting anybody, right? And so things like that, when I see clutter, it makes my anxiety worse, which is, you know, kind of crappy because your anxiety makes these things happen and then these things make your anxiety worse, right? It's like this vicious cycle. And so having Jamie do dishes, right? Asking him if he could step it up this week and do dishes more, if he can put in a load of laundry during work instead, it's such a big help. And really it... It's a big help for us, and it's a little work for other people, and they're happy to do it. And so let them do that. Ask for help. Ask your in-laws to come help. Ask your neighbor if you can do a play date and have them watch your kids for an hour. Whatever you can think of, do it. And this is a little, um, I will say this is a privilege, right, to be able to 
take a day off. It's a privilege to be able to ask for help, to have people around you to help. I will also say it's an even bigger privilege to throw money at the problem. <laughs> I don't, there's no other way to say it. But like, if you can afford to pay someone to come clean your house or do whatever, right? Do house chores, right? If you can afford to pay to send your kids to daycare, if you can afford to pay to send them to after school, um, if you can afford to pay to go out to eat, to order food in, right? Don't worry about cooking. Order food in as long as you're eating. Um, buy paper plates. Fuck dishes. <laughs> if we could do that all the time, that would be great. But no, it's not eco-friendly, you know? But in this moment, it doesn't matter. That's not a priority. Saving the planet for a week is not going, you know? Your mental health is a priority. And so if there's things you can do like that, by all means, do it. Because it's going to help you get through. And it's going to help. And it's not something that you do all the time, right? I know I beat myself up if I like, if I eat out more because I don't feel like cooking and I'm like, oh, I'm spending money. Like I could have cooked and saved this much money. Yes, you could have. But right now we just want to make sure that you're here tomorrow. And if that means getting a $5 biggie bag from Wendy's, then by all means, I will send you $5, right? When you put things in perspective, $5 is nothing compared to a funeral, right? Compared to hospitalization, you are priceless. Your health is priceless. Your mental health is priceless. And so when we feel like anxiety has taken over, we have to remember that. It's not, who fucking cares about $5 biggie bag, right? Who fucking cares about laundry piling up unless it bothers you? Your mental health matters. And I've learned that when we become, when we go into this survival mode where we're just trying to fucking make it, nothing else matters. You're in survival mode. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you look like. I mean, if you want to shower, take a bubble bath to relax, great. If you don't shower, I don't care. Nobody cares. The world's not going to end because you smell a little funky, right? (laughs) Your mental health is a priority. And so you have to learn to shift between this survival mode and then thrive mode. Once you're past this week, like this week, that week was really hard for me. I didn't do anything. I didn't work out. I probably didn't. I think I ate like four Hershey bars at some point, (laughs) right? It doesn't matter. I'm feeling better now. Now I can work out more. Now I can focus on what I'm eating. I'm not just trying to survive. And we will always get there, right? We will always keep fighting to get to the other side of the storm. And then we can start thriving. So ask for help. Ask your doctor for help. Ask your friends and family for help. Make things as easy as possible for yourself, whether it's taking a day off of work, asking for more help, using paper plates, whatever that, whatever easier means for you, do it. By all means, do it. Um, and then just give your permission, give yourself permission to suck, right? To smell, to not look your best, to not work out, to not do other things, to just focus on your mental health. Because we know that we're strong 90% of the time, right? We're strong all the other days of the year. We cannot be strong for a few days, right? We can rest for a few days. We can nap all day for a few days. Because when we're done, guess what? 
We're going to go back to being productive. We're going to go back to killing it. We're going to go back to moving mountains. We're going to be back to being badasses. So right now, if you're in this moment, my heart goes out to you because it sucks. Last week sucked. It was terrible. I was really fearful for my health, for my brain, for my family, for my future. And I'm fortunate that I was able to get out of it. And I know so many people that haven't. And so remember, you are priceless. Your mental health is invaluable. Always put it first if you need to. And if there's anything I can do, shoot me a DM. I will always put you first. I will always, well, maybe not, that's true. Unless, you know, if there's a good show going on. Just kidding. I will always try to help you in whatever way I can. Because struggles of anxiety are real. They impact our lives. They impact our families. They impact our our physical health, right? We can't ignore it. We can't push. You can't just like try to ignore it and push through and like, well, I'm just going to work more and try to, you know, distract myself. It might work for a little bit, but eventually your brain's like, no, no, no. You're going to listen to me. I said we need to rest, so I'm shutting everything down. It sucks, you guys. And so I'm so glad that it's over. Is it going to come back? Probably at some point, right? Because that's what it's like living with anxiety. It comes and it goes whenever it wants. And life doesn't stop because we have anxiety. Life doesn't become easier because we have anxiety, right? So we just have to adapt, ask for help, and keep going. So... Hopefully next, week, next week's episode is a little bit more uh, cheerful. I will try to make it a better episode. And yeah, thank you so much for everyone who has reached out. You were so helpful. I love you and appreciate each and every one of you. And always, always, always keep fighting the good fight. You are worth fighting for. Your life is worth fighting for. And I am so happy that you are in this world. I love you guys. If this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, with a stranger down the road. Uh, Help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us, that's looking out for us. So... Stay tuned. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you next time.